So I'm going to be reading from uh, Acts 3 and 4. Um, I'm going to leave the communism out. We'll do that in, an, in another sermon. <laughs> so, um, the healing of a lame man. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple for a time of prayer at the 3 in the afternoon. A man who was lame from birth was being carried there. He was placed at the temple each day at the gate called Beautiful, so that he could beg from those entering the temple. When Peter and John saw them, saw, when Peter and John saw him, and they, he asked him for them for money. Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, "Look at us." So he turned to them, expecting them to get something. But Peter said, "I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk." Then, talk, then taking him by the hand, he raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong. So he jumped up and started to walk. He entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized that it was the man who used to sit and beg at the gate called Beautiful. So they were filled with awe and astonishment at what had happened to him. While he was holding on to Peter and John, all the people were utterly astonished, ran towards them in what was called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he addressed the people. Fellow Israelites, why are you amazed at this? Why do you stare at us as though we had made him walk on our own power or godliness? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus whom you handed over and denied before Pilate. Though he, had though he had decided to release him, you denied the Holy Righteous One and asked to have a murderer released to you. You killed the source of life whom God raised from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in his name, his name has made this man strong. Whom you see and know. So faith that comes through Jesus has given him perfect health in front of you. And now, brothers and sisters, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your leaders did. In this way, God fulfilled what he predicted through all the prophets, that the Messiah would suffer. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and he may send Jesus, who he has appointed for you as Messiah. Heaven must receive him until the time of restoration of all things, which God spoke to us through the, uh, through the prophets from the beginning. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers. You must listen to everything he tells you, and everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from my people. In addition, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel to those after him have also foretold of these days. Your sons of the, you are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God has made with your ancestors, saying to Abraham and all the families of earth, all, and all the families of earth will be blessed through your offspring. God raised up his servant and sent him to you and to you to bless you by turning each of you away from your evil ways. Straight after that, while they were speaking to the people, 
The priests, the captain of the temple police, I like that, temple police, I think we need one of those, who wants to be a... <laughs> the captain of the temple police, the Sadducees confronted them because they were annoyed at what they were teaching the people and proclaiming Jesus in the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them, they took them into custody the and, uh, until the next day because it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed and the numbers of men came to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and all the members of the high priestly family. After, they had Peter and John stand, after that, they had Peter and John stand before them. They began to question them. By what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he said, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man by what means he was healed, let it be known to you and all of the people of Israel that, the, that it was by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man is standing here before you healthy. This, Jesus, is the stone rejected by your builders, which became the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. When they observed the boldness of Peter and John, who were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in opposition. After they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among them, amongst themselves, saying, What should we do with these men? For, for an obvious sign has been done through them, clear to everyone living in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it does not spread any further, let's threaten them against speaking to anybody in this name again. So they called them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered them, whatever is right in the sight of God for us, to listen to you rather than God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what they had been done. For a sign of healing had been performed of a man over 40 years old. Then they go meet their mates and they pray for boldness, which is a bit weird because they just faced the, the big bad. Um, but he was writing this in Acts and uh, I, I decided to take some creative license. Um, I have spoken about this healing before, but today I want to concentrate more on Peter and, and, and what he had to say. So John was part of this story, um, but he doesn't really act too much in this, so this plays out in my mind's eye a bit differently. Um, I imagine the two of them sitting in the cell overnight, terrified. Although they had done God's work, they had been arrested for it. And even though the arrest of their mate, Jesus Christ, resulted in the salvation of the world, physically it did not end well. 
These same men arrested them. I'm sure they were sitting there in that cell, cold and hungry, freaking out. <laughs> I'm sure they were pondering how we were going to get killed, how, how this was going to end. In the morning, they were released to face judgment by none other than the guys that sentenced their friend to death. The savior of mankind. The outlook is very ominous. The high priest tells them to stop. They threaten them in the same way I assume they threatened Jesus. If John spoke, it isn't said. But Peter stands strong. They refuse to stop speaking God's truth about Jesus' good news. Peter and John are taken away as the council deliberates. This is um, the part where, where um, my imagine removes my humility. So there's a bunch of priests, they talk about Caiaphas and Annas. Um, and they say, no, come on, we're going to kill these guys. Job done, end of discussion, no more Jesus save the Jewish religion. But I like to think, it, think about it this way. Uh, a young priest named Alexander, very good-looking guy, we'll call him Alex, um, he stands in front and says, hold on, guys, we can't punish these guys, let alone kill them. People are praising God because of this guy. People are praising God because of the actions they have done. Have you been to the temple? It's rocking. It's like, a, it's like a club in there, you know? Everybody's dancing and singing and praising God. Because the guy that this guy healed is the same guy that I've been seeing when every day when I go do my prayers at the temple, since I was a boy. And logic prevails. They decide to tell off Peter and John, let them go with all threats of persecution and ugliness and they just carried on doing their thing. Straight afterwards, Peter and John go tell all their friends what happened, and they ask them to pray for boldness. I would have done something very different. I would have gone home, I would have poured myself a stiff drink, and I would have changed my pants, um, because that must have been terrifying. The men that killed your best friend just came to you and threatened you with your life and you stood in the face of that and said, no, I will preach the good news. I will preach in the name of Jesus Christ. They weren't going to stop. They didn't stop for a moment. They went immediately and told everybody what had happened. And I find two things very interesting in this. One is that Peter is the bold one. I, I, I find Peter a very polarizing guy in the Bible. He's, he's a bit strange. I, I think of him as a sweary fisherman, um, a guy that walks around with a lot of bravado and like big hairy beard and just talks nonsense and is far too cool for his own good. And he did. He, sh he shot his mouth off to Jesus. He said, I'll never deny you but he did. Peter was the first person to deny Jesus. Yet here he stands in front of the Sanhedrin, the guys that are going to kill him, and says, no ways. 
the same oak that denied him three times. What changed? I honestly think the only thing it could be was his encounter with the resurrected Jesus. His enlightenment that all that he had seen, all that had been done was true and real. And nothing would change that. The second most important thing that I think of is, I made a joke about the priest, but I, I don't know what happened in that, in that room. But the epiphany that those men must have had to change their minds from killing these men to setting them free must have been absolutely a godsend. How else could that happen? How else can you change your mind in an instant and free these men who you think should die? That could only be the work of God. I think we've all been in situations where we've doubted, we've denied. I don't have enough fingers and toes to count how many times I've denied Jesus in my life. But we've all been in situations where we've had the opportunity to speak the good news, to tell people about it. And we've been afraid. And it's okay. It's okay to be afraid. We all are. We all are afraid. That's just the way we're wired. We're, we're wired to run. But to be bold in the face of, of death, that takes courage. Why are we afraid? We're afraid because our self-image is going to change. Somebody's going to think of you differently. We're afraid because somebody at, at work might talk to you in a different way. We're afraid that our school friends won't like us anymore. These guys faced death, and they stood up in front of it and told everybody about Jesus anyway. So today, I, I, I thought quite, quite deeply about this, but there are stories um, that I, I would like to tell, and, and one of them is sitting right there, Stan. <laughs> um, so I met Stan at the pool of my complex the other day, and we were just chatting. I was having a beer, we were chatting, having a good time, and... I can't escape my, my vocation. I work for the church. So when everybody says, oh, you work for the church, but you drink. Yeah, I drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great time. You know Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> now that's, 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 that's a God I can get behind, the God, the God that parties. Um, we're all normal. But I got that opportunity. And Stan is sitting here. He came to church today. He sent me a message last night. He's like, hey, what time did you start? So I want to pray today for two things. One, that we can have the boldness to tell the people around us, in our spaces, in our daily lives, about the good news. And two, that God gives us those opportunities. <laughs>